0: Well, off the weekend, we are about ready in earnest and full force to talk championship week. It's the nation's college basketball show and podcast. It is college basketball coast to coast. I'm the somewhat capable host, TJ Reeves. We're inside of a week to selection Sunday. So much to get to. What in the world happened to the Duke Blue Devils and Coach K's farewell game at Cameron? We're about to dissect it straight ahead to Sean Tate of Tate's Take the Podcast podcast. Love Deshaun's insight. He was there. He was inside of Cameron and watched North Carolina spoil it at all uh, for the Duke Blue Devils. And what does it mean for Carolina's chances in the NCAA tournament? What what does it mean for Duke moving forward? Coach K's legacy. Deshaun will have that in a moment. We're going to blog the bracket with Chris Dobbertine in just a little bit, too. Bloggingthebracket.com. I'll play a little who's in, who's out. What about my Memphis Tigers? they got to be in after they sweep the Houston Cougars with a win on Sunday. Wild and crazy upsets in the Big Ten. Uh, All over college basketball, including in the Big 12, the Big East, uh, the SEC even had a couple of wild games on the weekend as well. Uh, A lot to get to and a lot to cover here on the program with the guest. Reminder, however you found us, wherever you found us, social media link, find us via the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, College Basketball, Coast to Coast is the podcast. We're also streaming on TuneIn, top and bottom of the hour. You will find college basketball coast-to-coast all throughout the month of March. Prior to the big games, prior to the NCAA Tournament Selection Sunday night show coming up. By the way, live games on the TuneIn channel as well. Search college basketball coast-to-coast. Find it under sports. Find it under college basketball. We will have the Horizon League Championship game Tuesday night as you listen to us and we launch the podcast. Tuesday night, Horizon League title game, automatic bid on the line. We're in Indianapolis for that uh, upcoming title game again at the time that we're releasing this, i don't know the championship matchup because the semifinals have to be played monday title game though seven eastern time somebody goes to the ncaa tournament out of cleveland state out of wright state purdue fort wayne and northern kentucky we'll find out who that is then saturday night we're with you from frisco texas for the conference usa championship game and the automatic bid 8:30 eastern time for that one on saturday night For the showdown at the Star in Frisco, Texas, between the two top teams, whoever ends up coming out on top into that title game out of the likes of Middle Tennessee, North Texas, UAB, all the top teams, Western Kentucky and Conference USA, we'll have that championship game for you Saturday night on the TuneIn Channel College Basketball Coast to Coast. So so much to get to, a little who's in, who's out. We're going to know the field of 68 this time next week. As we get things underway, let's get rolling and talk more about what happened to Duke and the Carolina upset as we get going. Oh, it is our time of the year. And when I say our, I mean, I love this man's insight. Deshaun Tate, for so many reasons. Tate's take the podcast. Mr. Tate's take hoops on social media. I am profoundly jealous as we do this interview because you were at the final Coach K game at Cameron Indoor Stadium only for it to be a loss to the hated rival Carolina who saw that coming to Sean Tate welcome back aboard on college basketball coast to coast to give me some feedback off the first weekend in March uh, we're, we're doing this about a day later are, are you still are you like me and a lot of other people still wondering how did that happen in the final 10 minutes of uh, clock time where North Carolina just took it from them welcome
1: No, I appreciate you for having me, TJ. Listen, you said, are you still? First of all, I think I'm still there. I'm surprised that I still have my voice. Um, Nonetheless, listen, I mean, the great experience that it was, it's everything that I thought that it would be. And a lot of things in life, you don't get a chance to opportunity to be able to say that something is everything that you ever envisioned and imagined, especially when it's something you don't want to accomplish since, you know, 10 years old. Um, But all of that being said, um, you know, it, it's, it's a rivalry game. You everything's out the window—the records, everything that happened leading up to the game prior to. It's a rivalry game, and 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 nothing else matters in that situation. There was one Carolina needed uh, being on the bubble. Um, not sure how if they're as far away from that as some people think they are, or if they are as solidly in as some people also think that they are. I think it's a gray area somewhere in between, nonetheless. They helped themselves out a whole lot 24 hours ago with that big time win.
0: Yes, they did. So you're saying if you were in that committee room, which now that only heightens uh, for that selection committee being chaired again uh, by Tom Burnett, the commissioner of the Southland Conference, you would not be advocating that North Carolina is in right now headed to the ACC tournament. You would not be if you were a committee member. Right.
1: I'll be I'll be honest with you, TJ. Listen, I might be writing off a lot of emotions still. It's only been 24 hours. A game that big, I think, has some significance. Maybe it shouldn't, but it has some significance. Um, and I think that if it were today, selection Sunday on today and not a week from today
0: then that would put them
1: in. But there's still a lot left basketball to be played.
0: So back to the game itself, you were there inside of camera. First of all, the atmosphere before the game and as everything was cranking up, you would describe as what, Deshaun Tate, for the audience here?
1: First of all, and I prefaced it, I already knew, nobody knows you better than you know yourself except for maybe whoever you believe in and your mom. Those two people. Other than that, nobody knows you better. I knew I was going to cry, so I took it to the air leading up to I said, I'm going to cry, be prepared for it. I knew it, okay? Um, And I did exactly that. So we got that out of the way. The experience itself was what it was. I mean, it's people on top of people. So if you've never been there and you're thinking about, you know, how is the best way you can explain it? It's not, I know it's called Cameron Indoor Stadium. It's not a stadium. It's not a field house. It's not an arena. It's a gym, okay? Not a bad seat in the entire house, back up against the wall, sitting all the way at the top. No seats above you, the whole nine, not a bad seat in the house. Um, the experience was just, it was great. I mean, think about this. A year ago, there weren't even able to have any fans in there. And just the whole Cameron indoor experience was just, there wasn't one. Um, but now you have one uh, where you have those fans in there. And, and it, when it was, it was crazy. I mean, it's exactly that. It's the Cameron crazies. And they're even more pumped because of, you know, what it was. Um, in Coach K's last game. And it's just, I'll be honest with you, there's very few times, and my mom can tell you this because I love to talk so much. It's very few times that I can't find words to describe something. The words, I even though I can't find the words to be able to give you a a good description, it also wouldn't do any justice. All of the pressure was on, on, on Duke, and I think that it was extremely clear. Uh, that that was the case and Carolina just moved the ball very well. And they took advantage of a situation that they should have all of those things being considered and said. Um, I just think that it's, 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 it's a, it's a rivalry game. It's going to be tight. And I wanted a tight game. These are two teams that when they play each other, the matchups, the wins are very close. The margins are very close. Duke went up in Chapel Hill by 30 and won by 20 to see it come full circle. And being the exact same way I've been watching it for years in a tight game, I thought that it couldn't have been written up any better.
0: Voice of Deshaun Tate hanging with me on college basketball coast to coast. You will hear this man's voice over and over again here on this program throughout March. Also his own show, Tate's Take the Podcast. Find it wherever you get podcasts. He's going to be blasting away all throughout the tournament, all the way to the final four in New Orleans. Uh, He's gracious to give me some time here because, again, he was there as everything unfolded at Cameron. Great comeback by North Carolina. I have said this. I want your opinion just real quick. Even if Hubert Davis, the former Carolina great scorer, now the coach, the first-year coach, even if he wins a national title, it will not be bigger and more memorable than what he did Saturday night because for all time against arguably the greatest coach ever or one of the top two, John Wooden and Coach K., he won the game, his, his final game at home after 42 years in the Hall of Fame career. Hubert Davis's team rallied and won the game as a double-digit underdog. Do you buy that? I don't think it's over-exaggeration. I didn't go to North Carolina, but I don't think it's over-exaggeration. It would not be a bigger win to win the national title in terms of a memorable, remarkable win.
1: No, I, I, I agree with that, especially being a school who, has, who have won so many of them already. Uh, that 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 plays a, a huge part of it. And that's not going to be any happier. Uh, there's not a happier person than for Hubert Davis, who helped me so much, especially at the very beginning of, of my professional career and in getting into this business. So considering him a friend of mine, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a big deal. And I'm happy for him because a lot of people was ready to shorten his leash and say, oh, he's going to be out after this year. All the things, even going all the way back to some of his comments about his wife at the beginning of the season, people's been killing him the entire way before the ball was even tipped. But I'll tell you this much, speaking about winning national championships, there's only one thing, and I was thinking about this, there's only one thing that Duke can really do to just somewhat dismiss this. And we all know what that is. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the 4th of April in the big easy New Orleans, Louisiana, they have to be the one standing on the ladder with the scissors in hand, or it's just going to sting that much more. Personally, I'll use this as a take. I call it the free space. On a Tate's Take bingo card, I think they're going to be the ones to do it, TJ.
0: Oh, all right. So now you segue into what happened after the game. And we all saw this. and It's been replayed over and over again coming off the weekend. Coach K, and I've had the privilege of being around him. You talked about being around Hubert Davis. I've had the privilege of being around him doing his Sirius XM radio show as a fill-in a couple of times for Dave Sims when Dave could not do it. Dave has done that show for practically 20 years on Sirius XM with Coach K and Phenomenal guests. And I know the man's intensity. I know his sense of humor, uh, been around him, interviewed him, uh, et cetera. Had the privilege to do that in previous broadcast lives. That emotion did not surprise me. Essentially, Mm -hmm. I'll use the phrase, pissed off that they lost Mm -hmm. the game. Forget about this celebration. I want to set the table. I am pissed off at how we played And I am here to tell you the season ain't over yet is I'm paraphrasing. And he walked back to his chair. All right. Were you still in the arena at that point? And how did you, how did you take that when you heard that?
1: There was not a single soul number one that left the arena unless they were wearing, you know, the Carolina blue and they were in the locker rooms celebrating at that point. Can't blame them for that. Um, But with all of that being said, I mean, listen, you, this it spoke volume and it, and it really kind of confirms something that I already have been feeling this entire time, TJ, which is ever since June 1st, for my own personal reasons, and call it whatever you want, conspiracy theorists or whatever you want. But when that man made the decision on June 1st, I said that they were going to win the national championship. And I'm still sticking by that even to this day. Um, and they've got the team that can do it. Yes, they've got to mix in a few different things. Now the, the part that concerns me about this team, and I thought that we saw some of this yesterday and even in some of their losses, even some of the wins this year. The point guard position is very questionable for them. And when you start looking at things when it comes to being successful at this time of the year, winning national championships and such, there's four things that goes into account here. That's going to be uh, the coaching, the depth on the bench. Um, the experience in some of these players, juniors, seniors, upperclassmen, and guard play. Those are the things that wins you national championships, and that guard play is a little questionable for Duke, especially considering the, inex- the, the inexperience excuse me, that they have to go along with that. So they're going to have their hands full, but I think it's doable, especially if anybody can do it. It'll be the guy that I think uh, uh, would be the very first coach to ever win a national championship in four consecutive different decades.
0: This man's a clinic. I always love it. We only got a couple minutes left. I love Deshaun Tate. His own podcast is Tate's Take, the podcast. Find it there. Find him on social media at Tate's Take Hoops all through March. He'll be with us on college basketball coast to coast as well. Have loved breaking bread figuratively and literally with Deshaun Tate at the Final Four previously. Uh, Love the insight. Okay, so we covered that well enough. ACC tournament about to happen um, again, send your hate mail to Deshaun that North Carolina is not in, according to him, right now before the tournament begins. I might differ on that. Then again, if they lose, and you make a great point, if they lose right away as the last impression uh, it, with two or three days to go before Selection Sunday, it will be very nervous time. Again, in Chapel Hill with only two quad one wins at the well, moment. We'll see. Let me so, just, I just yeah, want to send this quick, Go.
1: Yeah, real quick. Uh, I, I think that if it's today, selection sunday right. they are in but there's still so much basketball yes. still left to be played they've got a lot of games look at the schedule this year tj i'm gonna finish up they've got a lot of games where they're losing to mediocre or less than mediocre teams by 20 and 30 points those things can be forgotten about but one thing that will help them get in if they do the name across the chest carolina Heels.
0: okay big 10 uh, again you are sporty through and through Um, and, and I love your insight on all things and we don't have that long before we both have to roll here on this edition of the show. But as we head to Indianapolis for the big 10 tournament, if I said to you for a million dollars, who's supposed to win this thing, I don't have an answer right now, just from what I've seen the last two weekends, nobody is more solid than anybody else. You got Nebraska beating every significant team, it seems like, at the end of the year. You can't figure out Michigan State, Jekyll and Hyde. Rutgers almost lost to Penn State on Sunday. Wisconsin did lose on Sunday, remarkably, uh, at the very end of Nebraska. Who wins the Big Ten tournament, and how do you know?
1: First of all, TJ, you can go ahead
0: and hand me over that million dollars,
1: but that would only give me half of the amount of what I paid for those Carolina Duke tickets. Uh, <laughs> outside of lot. that, outside of that matter, uh, I'll say enough to say that if I had to put my finger on a team that I felt the most confident and comfortable about, it would be Purdue. Um, now, don't con- I don't want that to be confused with how confident I am, or who's the most confident team I have out of the Big Ten that I think can make the deepest run in the NCAA tournament. If they're not in Duke's bracket, I'm taking Illinois.
0: And maybe it's Purdue. Maybe it's Illinois. Maybe Wisconsin bounces back. It's going to be wild at the Big Ten. Love this man's insight. Plug away one more time on where they find you, how they find you for everything. Go.
1: At Tates, take hoops on all social media platforms. T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S. We like to call it where basketball lives. And... The best, the most entertaining, the most informational, and the most educational basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast that's Tate's Take, where you can find anywhere you find your favorite pod.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Find it, subscribe. It's all about it for March all the way through the Final Four. Deshaun, I love it. Thank you. I always appreciate the insight. Let's do it again soon. We're inside of a week before Selection Sunday, my friend. Thank you, Deshaun Tate.
1: Thank you so much for having me, TJ, per
0: usual. There he goes. A reminder again, however you found us on College Basketball Coast to Coast, the podcast, follow or subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, live show streaming or live the tape show streaming, top and bottom of the hour on the TuneIn channel, College Basketball Coast to Coast Selection Sunday night show coming Sunday night previews, recaps of all the madness of the NCAA tournament, and we'll be live at the Final Four as well on College Basketball Coast to Coast and the podcast from New Orleans as the 2022 champion is crowned. A reminder, we're brought to you in part by our friends at BetUS. If you are looking to get involved short-term investing, we recommend BetUS. Right now as your outlet uh, to get in on everything for Conference Tournament Championship Week, the NCAA Tournament, once the brackets are out, all the upsets, the underdogs, whether you're uh, betting on the totals, the favorites, you better pick some upsets. Do it with BetUS. They've got over three decades right now in the sportsbook industry online, and we've even got a special offer for you. If you sign up for the first time and use our promo code COAST22, COAST, C-O-A-S-T, COAST22 for college basketball coast-to-coast. BetUS will match your initial sign-up deposit up to 125%. 125% match. Put $100 in, get $125 from BetUS. Put $200 in. Get $250, put $500 in, and obviously pick up another $550 more from BetUS. So we're excited to be partnered with them. Uh, Remember, they've got live lines, they've got parlays, they've got everything, and and not just college basketball, all sports. But We're focused on March Madness and the college hoops. Get a 125% match bonus on your initial deposit. You bet, you win, you get paid with BetUS and our promo code COAST22 for that match bonus. Let's rock on. Let's talk more about who's in or who's out right now. Yes, indeed. We are inside of a week, inside of a week before Selection Sunday. And who better to help me break it down on college basketball coast to coast. I've loved leaning on this man for years. He lets me lean on him again as we launch Championship Week in full force. Chris Dobbertine from bloggingthebracket.com and the SB Nation family of websites, back aboard on college basketball coast to coast. Good to have you. I know you have got all devices charged up, extra screens, (laughs) extra beverages. Here we go with the mayhem of the next uh, six days or so leading to selection Sunday night.
2: Yeah, I mean, you think about kind of what's happened already and the ride is just going to get wilder from here.
0: Yeah, there is no doubt about that. So let's cover a couple of things coming off the weekend Uh, right now Uh, we know some teams that have punched their ticket murray state wins the ohio valley conference automatic bid they may have had an at-large case doesn't matter now they got the automatic bid they were impressive close game with moorhead state they won it Uh, What a story for Loyola of Chicago. They are back for a second straight year, first time in 60 years that they're in in back-to-back years, the Ramblers. They won the Missouri Valley on the final attempt because they're leaving the conference to go to the Atlantic 10. They win. Longwood also got an automatic uh, bid, winning the Big South over Winthrop a perennial NCAA tournament team. Chris, what are your thoughts there on those three teams real quick that we already know now are in? Anything stands out?
2: I, I think Murray State's probably going to end up as a 7 or an 8 wow. um, just because their their record and their metrics are just are just so good. Um Loyola's going to be a 10 or 11. You know, that's going to be one of those squads you're going to watch out, you know, who is their two or their three seed? You know, who could they potentially, you know, play in the second round if they get past that 6 seed, of course. Or that seven seed in the first how round. How
0: dangerous is Loyola in your mind? We talked about them previewing on this podcast and show on TuneIn. We talked about them in the preview mode Friday. Now that you saw them for three days, Lucas Williamson, etc. How dangerous is Loyola of Chicago?
2: Extremely, because there there was a you know a statistic they they shared during the conference tournament game, uh, championship game last night that I hadn't realized is that, you know, we had so many seniors take that extra COVID year, but most of them transferred. And I think it was something like 10% of those that actually stayed at their schools were on that loyal roster. So it's a very experienced team, very talented team. You know, the, the players that are on that roster, I think it's like all but a couple of them, you know, Drew Valentine recruited. So they're a very close knit group. And, and yeah, I think that, you know, now that they're fully healthy, that's a really dangerous team that could make another run to the second weekend.
0: And, and I didn't mean to sidetrack you. Longwood probably slots in where? Where do you have them blogging the bracket right now? I have them as the very last 14 because of
2: what happened last night in the other tournaments.
0: Okay, fair enough. Now, again, I'll disclaim uh, that we are doing this early in the week. We don't have results on Monday night, obviously, much less Tuesday night automatic bids. Uh, and, I, and again, I promote that I'm doing the Horizon League championship game to be determined on the matchup in Indianapolis, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on TuneIn, national digital coverage, live exclusive coverage of that game nationally. And we'll find out out of the likes of Cleveland State, Northern Kentucky, uh, Wright State, and Purdue-Fort Wayne, who gets that automatic bid. Just real quick, the winner of the Horizon League, probably, where do you have them in the bracket, like a 14? Do you have them lower?
2: I have Cleveland State as a 16. I think that, you know, maybe – You know, any of the other teams could probably be a little bit higher. Cleveland State's non-conference wasn't all that great, so that kind of hurts them a little bit compared to the others. Um, It's not a good year for the Horizon League, I don't think, in terms of seeding, except for the fact they actually got all four top seeds to Indianapolis, which has been a major problem for that conference over the years.
0: No doubt. You know, I broadcasted it over and over again. And the one thing we know is we have no idea who's going to be in the championship game. Even even if you have a one or a two in your name, it doesn't matter yeah. in that conference. So we will we will find out. Likewise, the West Coast Conference, uh, their semifinals as we release this show and podcast taking place Monday night uh with gonzaga playing san francisco st mary's playing santa clara winners to play tuesday night quickly to you we know gonzaga is in we know st mary's is in you have san francisco in also this is absolutely a three-bid league no matter if gonzaga whacks san francisco hypothetically in the Monday night game you have the dons in
2: right now i have them as the last so they're the fifth team above the cut line, even though they're actually seated worse than all of those first four teams, because we had to have somebody, you know, somebody has to play a Friday or a Wednesday to Friday first four game. So that didn't work out with the way the bracket was set up. So San Francisco gets bumped the line uh, as long as they don't get, you know, absolutely whacked. I think they'll be okay. You know, because who knows what happens the rest of the week? Cause there are still so many other teams True. behind them that have games to play. Um, the thing to watch out for, though, is Santa Clara because they split with St. Mary's in the regular season. So you could have some random, you know, Santa Clara-Bronx team ready to go in there and, you know, create some damage on Tuesday night if they beat St. Mary's tonight.
0: All right. Well, we'll see if, it, if the chalk holds and it's uh... – Gonzaga getting a shot at revenge against St. Mary's. You got to be proud of me because we've been talking for like almost six and a half minutes. And I have not said Memphis Tigers to you, Memphis Tigers yeah. knock off Houston on Sunday in another huge moment for Penny Hardaway's team down the stretch. That's 10 of 11 wins. My friend, Chris yeah. Dobber team, uh, Dobber team, blogging the bracket.com. You have Memphis in right now. And the, they've got to oh, yeah. be in, oh, even yeah. if they're in the first four oh, yeah. they're in.
2: Oh, yeah. I have them as a nine seed right now. Wow. I mean, I think that they have done enough. And you think about Houston. Houston wins the conference regular season title, despite going one and three against their main competitors. So, yeah, Memphis, you know, especially with the non-conference results they have, you know, over Alabama in particular. Yeah, I think that they're in pretty solid shape now.
0: All right, Uh, your thoughts, Chris, on North Carolina's win. Just give me, I mean, what a performance down the stretch with all that emotion and all that was in store for Coach K and the celebration for them to come back down 10 and win that game. Tremendous. Say something about Hubert Davis's team coming together and getting a huge resume win, first of all, just real quick.
2: This this is a very dangerous North Carolina team that's really kind of gelling at the right time. And again, this is another team that's in really good position Compared to where they were entering the weekend, they're in that eight-nine range now, too. So that's going to be very dangerous for whatever, you know, one seed they get. Potentially, based on this bracket, you'll have both North Carolina and Michigan State, you know, as the eight nine seeds. Wow. Which is really, you know, gonna be interesting because you always wonder, you know, who's gonna be that first number one to go out. Well, you know, there's two traditional powers that are gonna be right there as a potential round of 32 matchup
0: so interesting Deshaun Tate was on before you he doesn't believe they're in at the moment you got them in as high as an eight or a nine seed if they were to slip and lose immediately in the S in the ACC tournament could that put them in the first four also North Carolina we're talking about real quick yeah one thing that you know
2: UNC has an advantage of and you know this is something that I you know worked out while doing a Q&A for a Virginia Tech block Zara asked me you know how is How do the Hokies compare to the rest of their ACC? There's a whole bunch of peer teams in the ACC that kind of have, you know, a middling chance, either because they lack quality wins or their metrics aren't great. You know, and North Carolina, you know, ends up with a stronger record against those teams. You know, certainly the Virginia Tech, who has by far the worst record of that group, which is, you know, Miami, Notre Dame, Wake Forest. Virginia is in that group as well. And, and yeah, so I think if the Tar Heels end up losing that game, their first ACC tournament game, they might slip a little bit, but I, I think they're going to be okay.
0: From the ACC, just quick answer, how many do you have in right now heading to their tournament?
2: Right now I have five in Wake Forest in that you know last four in group because their profile, despite their metrics, their quality wins don't quite measure up to what North Carolina, Miami, Notre
0: Dame have ahead of them. All right, so we've been kind of kicking this around. Let's do it officially as we wrap up with Chris. Here we go.
2: Who's in, in or out
1: for out the big dance in March?
0: We've already been playing a little who's in, who's out. Uh, Mountain West, I'm curious, Wyoming, do you have them in right now, the Cowboys? Yes,
2: they are in the last four in. They are just below San Francisco right now. So, again,
0: if San Francisco loses tonight, it's blown out, you know, there could be a flipping situation there. It right, could happen on that again. We don't know the results early on in the week as Chris and I are releasing this. We continue Florida Gators. SEC tournament comes to Tampa, 90 miles south of Gainesville. Gators in or out right now before that begins? Quick Chris. Out. They needed that one against Kentucky. They didn't get it. Uh, but they're on a good side of the bracket in terms of the
2: SEC. I think that they have an opportunity.
0: Rutgers almost, almost did lose to Penn State. Haller, do you have Rutgers in right now or out before the Big Ten Tournament? Loyola's win helped
2: because that knocked, you know, Drake out, so the Valley was no longer a 2 bid league. Rutgers is the second-to-last team in. You know, they got those quality wins, but I really, really worry about the fact that their Ken Palm numbers, you know, their Sagarin number, their BPI number, their net number, is just they're, they're all outside of the at-large range. And I really think that they're going to have to do, you know, they're going to have to probably get to a semifinal on Saturday in the big 10 and they're, they're going to be the four seed. So they don't have to worry about playing, you know, probably they don't have to worry about playing a really bad team in that quarterfinal on Friday.
0: We're anxious for all of this uh, to unfold. Just one more time, Chris, who are your four that are the first four out heading into this week, subject to change, obviously, who are those first four out right now in the blogging, the bracket bracket,
2: The first four out are SMU from the American, VCU from the Atlantic 10, BYU from the WCC, who doesn't have any more games to play, and then Florida is fourth.
0: He's got three of the U's. He's got little initials. He's got an SMU, a BYU, Mm -hmm. and a VCU along with the Florida Gators. Again, love this man's insight. Bloggingthebracket.com. Follow him at Chris Dobbertine, D-O-B-B-E-R-T-E-A-N. Love him for all things with the bracket promise. I grab you later in the week on college basketball coast to coast when a lot of this starts to sort out, right? Absolutely. There he goes. My thanks not only to Chris, but to Sean Tate joining me as well. I'm merely TJ Reeves for college basketball coast to coast. Don't forget on this channel on tune in. If you're hearing us on the tune in channel live coverage Tuesday night. March the 8th, 7 Eastern time, Indianapolis. The Horizon League Championship, and automatic bid on the line Tuesday night. We'll be with you from Indy coming up on Tuesday. And as always, keep it tuned on the live tune-in channel or on the podcast. A college basketball coast-to-coast. It's championship week. Bye.